our Lord Jesus and all the great things that he's done for us. And that's kind of why I've entitled my message today, The Wonders of Christmas. The Wonders of Christmas. It's, it's a great time of year. It's a great time. Okay. It, did, is that on already? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to. Uh, <laughs> somehow, I don't know. Forget. Amen. Christmas. The wonders of Christmas. Christmas is a season of wonders. The wonder of the birth of our Savior Jesus. The wonder of the beautiful music, that angelic music that we sing every year of the coming of our Lord Jesus. The wonders of giving and receiving gifts. God gave and we received. He gave his son Jesus. We receive by faith the salvation of the Lord. The wonders of children with their happy faces as they realize Christmas is not just about receiving toys and whatnots, but it's about a baby who came to save us from their sins. You know what amazes me or what astonishes me over the year, how some Lose the wonder. Has that ever happened to you? Has the rush of the season cost you the wonder? The wonder of the characters of Christmas. The wonder of the angels as it moved them to glory in verse 14. If you got your Bible, I forgot. Turn your, <laughs> turn your with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Curius was governor of Syria. And all went out to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee to the city of Nazareth in Judea, unto the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house in the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being with being great with child. And so it was while they were there in those days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And an angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring thee great tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
and this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill to men. Father, we thank you for the wonders of Christmas. And I pray this morning, Lord, as these words again resound in our hearts, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would find a desire to celebrate Christmas in a new way as we worship you. In Jesus' name. So in 14, verse 14, we see the wonders of the angels moved them to glory. The angels played an important role in the birth of Jesus. The appearance to Zacharias in Luke chapter 5, or 1, verses 5 through 20, when the angel told Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth they were going to have a child. Remember, they were, she was old. <laughs> Let me reverse that a little. She was beyond her childbearing years. How's that? <laughs> okay. Oops, another blooper. And when the angel told her she was going to have a baby, she, what'd she do? She laughed. And when confronted, she said, oh, I didn't laugh. And so, because of their unbelief, Zacharias wouldn't be able to speak until the baby was born. What a blessing for her. Maybe. You know, I often thought about that story, and I probably shouldn't go here this morning, but I'm going to go anyway. I often wondered if I talked too much, if I would have told the Lord that when Virginia was carrying Chelsea that I didn't believe, and the angel hushed my mouth for nine months. I wonder if that would have been a reprieve for Virginia, because I like to talk. Wouldn't that be something if, if women became bearing children and their husbands were hushed for nine months? Oh, I saw that hallelujah in the back. <laughs> the appearance of Gabriel to Mary. His announcement to her that she had found favor with God, that she was going to have a baby. How could this be? I've never been with a man. He begins to declare to her that that which is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. And the appearance to Joseph, a man who became concerned when he found out that Mary was with child. But remember, in a dream, the angel comes to him and says, fear not. Take Mary as your espoused wife and explains to her the situation. And then we have the announcements we just, we just read to the shepherds. When the angels appear to them, they're on a country, in a, in a field, in a, and, and this bright light, this angel comes and shines round about them, and they're told to fear not. Because the angel was bringing the announcement of Jesus' birth. 
A multitude of angels gave glory to God. Glory to God was not a new song for the angels. But in the highest was a line that was added because there was going to be no higher place than, than Jesus. Higher in the glory of God, you, can't, you could not go. The gospel declares God's highest glory. When a soul is saved, angels glory again. As we read in Luke 15, 10, it says, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of angels and the angels of God over one sinner who repents. You see, each individual is precious to God. He grieves over every loss. But whenever one of his children is found and brought back into the kingdom, there is glory in heaven. Perhaps we would have more joy in our church if we would share Jesus more with people. You see, people are God's concern. God is concerned about each individual soul that is upon this earth. Why? Because every precious gift comes from God. Every living, breathing thing comes from God. And so he cares about every single thing. You know, some people go, oh, God doesn't really care. He does care. If he cares about the little sparrow that falls from the sky, how much more does he care for you? The wonders of the shepherds moved them to go. How, how many times have we heard God speak to us, but we don't go? The shepherds, they had a vision. They, they were on the scene. Good news was given to these humble men. When they were in that same country, they were, they were in the same place. And these angels come on the scene and they, they begin to experience the announcement of Jesus. They get to, they get to hear the glory of God that, that's being told to them for the first time. Just imagine being one of, these, uh, one of these shepherds out in the field as the angel appears. Being one of them. You've lived through a routine day. They had been out in the fields marching the sheep around so they could get fresh grass and, and, and fresh water. And now here we are, the sheep are settling in for the night. They've got them all corralled together. And, and the shepherds are probably sitting talking about common things. And, well, yeah, I have one little sheep. He ran off to the, down by the creek and I had to go get him. Oh, you should have saw this. There's this a couple of sheep over here and there was a pack of wolves. And I had to go over there and, and shoo off the pack of wolves so they didn't tear up the sheep. And all these kind of things that they talked about their day. And suddenly the uncommon thing happens. The, this angel comes right before them and begins to announce Jesus' birth. Now, I don't know about you, but man, when that angel popped through the sky and that, that light was bright and it shone round about them, I think they were a little concerned. Old Robbie might have been speaking to old Joe over here and said, did you do something wrong? Is that the angel of death? Did you just, I mean, are we fixing to be wiped out? Are we fixing to be annihilated? I mean, I'm sure there was great fear in their hearts when they saw the angel appear. But uh, notice that the angel right away calms their fears by saying, fear not. 
just like he did to Joseph when we talked about Joseph last week, when he found that his wife, his precious bride, espoused the one he's supposed to marry, is pregnant with child, and the, and the angel had to speak to him in a dream to fear not. These angels had to fear not because they were great concern. I'm going to just tell you straight up, if an angel appeared in your house today or tonight, you'll be shaking in your boots. You'll be like, whoa, what did I do? But it's that fear not that brought comfort and peace into the lives of each one of these individuals that we were talking about this morning. This suddenly uncommon thing happens that brings great news. When an angel appears, God has your attention. The wonderful message, Christ is born. The response, let's go. Let's go see this thing that the angels have told us about. After finding Jesus, they went to tell others. They became missionaries. They wanted to share this great news this, this, of this wonderful birth that has taken place in Bethlehem. They shared the wonders of Christmas. Today we live in a fast-paced society where we're not so out to share the love of Christ. We're not so out to share the true meaning of Christmas. I've been noticing more and more every day that we get closer to Christmas. I noticed that the mall is getting fuller and fuller and fuller. I was quite surprised. I thought, you know, they, they said that the online shopping is way up. I forget what the t total dollar sign was, but it was in the billions. Everybody shopping online. I said, they must not could have found what they wanted. Said so they went to the mall. They went to Walmart. They've been to Target. I've been driving by some of these stores, and their parking lots are packed. I'm like, you would have never known we were having a pandemic right now. You'd never know it. But are they sharing the wonder of Christmas? Are they being caught up by all the pomp and circumstance of Christmas and they're, and they're, they're just wanting to get these gifts and they, 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 they've been cooped up and they just want to express their love toward others and not necessarily sharing the love of Christ. But you see, the wonder of Christmas moved someone else. There were these wise men that are talked about in Matthew 2.11. The most mysterious characters of Christmas. We're not exactly sure where they came from. We know their direction. We're not sure how many there were. And we're not sure just when they arrived. We always see the manger scene. And when we see the manger scene, what do we see? We always see Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And we always see the, the wise men with their camel and their gifts. And we always see the shepherds. But that wasn't the facts. We like to lump it all together. We like to put it all together. But, but if you read the Christmas story, it's not all put together like that. 
I think the wise men got lost on their way. They didn't take their wives. They would have said, turn right. They went left. You know what happens when you go left? Never mind. Let's not go there. They show up. They show up a few years after Jesus has been born. There was was a light shining over the house. They go to this place where the baby Jesus is. He's He's a couple years old now. He's in a house and they bring these gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Great gifts. Why such extravagant gifts for a, a little child? The child's not going to play with frankincense and myrrh. They're going to play with gold. But see, God had orchestrated everything from the beginning of time. All these things were going to be important in the life of Jesus. A man once told me, giving is not measured by what you give, but by what you have left. There's a lot in that. You see, if God was to look at us and to measure us on how much we give, out of our substance instead of out of where we are, what have we really given? The gifts that Jesus received were going to be gifts that were going to save his life. The gold was going to help them to travel. They were going to have to flee from their home. Remember, Herod, he was an evil guy. And he didn't want to hear about no king of the Jews. He was the king. He was the only one that mattered. You know, it kind of reminds me of some politicians. Some of them believe that they're all that matters. Kind of reminds me of some people. Come on. There are people that think they're the only ones that matter. It's sad to think that people think that they're the only ones that matter when it's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. What has the wonders of Christ's birth moved you to do? When you begin to think of the Christmas season, you begin to think of all that Jesus has done. Think about what God has done by sending his son to us. What have we done? What has his birth moved us to do? You see, I always pray that I would ask God. I I pray and ask God almost all the time to restore the wonder in my heart. God, restore the wonder in my heart. Let me me focus on the realization of going out and, and doing as the shepherds did and going in and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. 
That's what I love to do. That's what I love to do. I, I look forward to the opportunity of getting to share the, the, the love of Jesus through, his, through God sending his son as a baby. Some of us aren't on the move. Some of us are happy in the standstill position. Well, I don't want to do that because I may say the wrong thing. I might do the wrong thing and, 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 and it, may, it may trip me up and I, I may not do what's right. But you know what? If you're on the move for God, he's going to ordain. He's going to order your footsteps because the, the footsteps of the righteous are what? Ordered of the Lord. Amen. And if you're doing it for the sole purpose of God, then your footsteps are going to be ordered. You're not going to make a mistake. He's going to take you in the right direction. The, the wise men, yes, I joked about them. Yeah, they could have took their wives and got there a lot sooner, yes. But they didn't get lost. Why? Because they followed the star. They obeyed directions. We need to obey directions. God gives us directions in the Word of God and how to live. He gives us a direction on what we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. We're to be the shepherds of God's sheep. And we're to go and we're to, to, to bring them in. The shepherds kept the sheep together. But we always know about those sheep. Sheep like to bite. They don't like being poked and prodded with a stick. Sheep don't like to be told what to do. I can do my own thing. I can make my own decision. God gave me air to breathe. He gave me feet in which I could walk. He gave me hands in which to use. Eyes in which to see. Ears in which to hear. That's all I need. The most important thing you have is your brain. And it's a terrible thing to waste. I heard that on a commercial once. I forget what the commercial was. It was I think it was a college commercial or something like that. Set of mind is a terrible thing to waste. But we don't use this precious gift up here to deliver the most heartfelt gift that God has given us. Salvation. Salvation to the world. And when we begin to use this and we pair it with this, great things begin to happen because it all begins to line up with everything that God has given us. So when we start to get on the move, when we start doing the things that Christ has called us to do, we then begin to understand the true wonders of Christmas, the miracle of the, of the birth of Jesus. We begin to understand why it's all recorded in Matthew, Luke, and John, why, why this is recorded over and over and over. It's recorded over and over and over because we need to be reminded over and over. They say that you have to see or read something so many times before it really penetrates in the mind and you begin to think 
that this is how it is. I don't know about you, but I don't think the shepherds needed to have another appearance of the angel to get on to Bethlehem. They only needed one appearance. Why? Because it was shocking. I think sometimes the Lord needs to come and send an angel into some of us to put us into shock so we'll get into the move. When we get into the move, we'll start doing everything that God tells us to do. We'll start focusing on everything God has directed us to do. God kept his promise to Abraham. God kept his promise to many others throughout Scripture. God kept his promises and the miracles that he told us that he would perform. God has never, ever let us down. He said he would send a Savior, and we received it. He said he would send salvation, and by faith we receive it. You see, church, there, there's a lot when we think about Christmas. It's not just about gifts. It's about the gift. The gift that God would send his own son as a sacrifice for us. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning, Lord, for the wonders of Christmas. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you sent your only son who would bring us eternal life. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to have this wonder of Christmas in our lives today. But Lord, I pray that you would make us good shepherds. Lord, help us to go out and spread the gospel of this good news of Jesus coming. Lord, move us into action this Christmas season and let us go to the world and share with them that Jesus has come. The Savior has come. That the whole world could be redeemed. And Lord, I pray that that urgency would be so, so paramount on our hearts that we would do this and we would see the importance of this. And Lord Jesus, we would move forward in this. Lord, we'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise as you send us to do the work that you've called us to do this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.